Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hub's plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit hubspeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-peanuts.com. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it. Which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Welcome back, everybody, or I guess welcome for the first time. Uh, We're going to have a lot of new viewers, listeners, if you're listening on pod afterwards. Looks like we've already got the chat pretty fired up. It is NHL DFS week. Uh, We have a six-game slate tonight. I'm your host, Jake Hari. Might be your first time watching us. It feels like we've got some familiar usernames in chat, but I'm sure some more people will be scooting on in as we go, and I am joined by the creator, the namesake of the Josh stack, Josh Harris. How's it going, Josh? How did your night go last night? Uh, I mean, I, I was out most of the day, so I didn't really play much. So I put in the lineup early in the morning and didn't really check. But I had a Carolina power play stack without Jordan Stahl. Like I had Carolina one with Trocheck um, and Dougie, which was okay, but – Really, you needed Jordan Stahl. He had the three-point night. And I put out a tweet like a couple weeks ago, if Jordan Stahl ever gets the point bonus, I'm going to lose all my entries. And that was the case because I never play him. But 
Tonight's a new night, NBA All-Star break, NBA All-Star week, which is great for NHL DFS. If you're an NHL player, this is the best week to run hot. If you're an NBA player coming into the NHL streets, like shit my money, you, you know, you might donk something again, but we welcome these players. We want the NHL to grow and it's going to be a good week. Yeah. Hopefully we can keep these contests, uh, very, uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of money to be made tonight. If you're new to NHL DFS, like you said, uh, this is about as good as the contest will get. I think we're going to have a hundred K to first. Um, and I think it'll be like a $360 price point, like the spin on is that next Tuesday. Um, but we've got a 50 K to first on DK. We've got another 25 K to first at higher stakes, 222. We've got a uh, nice price point over on FanDuel with the 444. So me being an MMA play, uh, MME player, I'm licking my chops. Uh, I'm entering in as much as uh, I think is relatively responsible. Uh, I don't know. I mean, on NHL or on NBA All-Star break, I feel like I just kind of unload. And I haven't gotten crushed, but I think a couple of years ago, I did pretty well on All-Star break. I feel like I always put a lot of pressure on myself to, to run hot, which isn't really smart to do, right? Like you shouldn't change your play, but uh, yeah, when the prize pools are this big, this top heavy, getting that first, this one week can make your, make your season, whatever sport you're from. Again, a lot of money to be made. Let's all be like ship my money DFS and ship the 50 K if you're new to NBA. And uh, then we'll, we'll talk trash behind your back and uh, congratulate you uh, in front of everyone else. But I'll also talk um, to your face. Too. <laughs> yeah, jo- Josh, you know, he'll, he'll just say whatever. He doesn't care. I'm trying to, to keep up my image, you know, my, my image of, of being an NHL DFS talent. So wouldn't want to uh, tarnish that at all. We've already got a super chat from Clayton, our boy. Uh, yeah, $5 super chat seemingly every single day. He says, thanks for the strategy show. Good to see the community get some love. Yeah, uh, it's been uh, it's been a fun season so far. Uh, gone through our ups and downs, I think, as a site. But more ups than downs, I think, so far. And uh, looking to continue. There's no NHL All-Star break this year, is there? I don't think that they've got one scheduled in. They probably don't even know if they do. That yeah. means clueless. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, it's just one of those things where you just play whatever's, uh, whatever cards are dealt to you each day and uh, kind of move on from there. Just want to quick point out, if you are new uh, and you're not a premium subscriber, you can use the NHL ownership projections that we have on the site for free today. Nightbot will be dropping those in. He's always got my back. He'll be dropping those in the YouTube chat as we go. Um and if you're looking to join, we've got packages for $11.95 per week, NHL, Osmo Plus, NHL Weekly. That'll get you everything on the NHL side. You can add on FC for an additional charge if you'd like. I would definitely do so. But uh, I, I probably played too many lineups for some of these people. So I'm chasing that 50K to first. What, what are you uh, are you single at you tonight, Josh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have a couple tickets to that big one on Tuesday, but um, I'm probably going to – I haven't entered my lineups yet, but I'll probably be in the 222 and down tonight. Yeah. I'll be uh, playing probably a couple in the 222. We got some people maxing it in our Slack. So rooting for one of them if I can't get there. Uh, I've had a rough go in high stakes these last few days. Um, so looking to right the ship, 25K at first there. Um, but we've got six games. We've got the full hour, I guess, since there's no other shows in town. That's all, uh, you know, this is, this is all you got today. 
get in premium Slack if you're looking to get uh, up to the minute uh, updates on line rushes on uh, everything like that. And then I also should mention that Alex Baker, Osmo, you guys know him. Uh, him and I did a video. Um, if you're looking for like the basics of NHL DFS, we talked about some scoring uh, differences between DraftKings and FanDuel, very basic stuff. And then we also went into some lineup building tips as well. That's on the YouTube channel. If you look at our uh, previous uploads or it's uh, tagged in the NHL playlist, if you want to check that out after you look at the slate specific video, which you are watching right now. Yeah. Chris pulls it up for us. Great producer behind the scenes, Chris. Um, He's got it right up there on the screen for you can so you can see my face. I'm, I'm watching us on delay too. So I'm kind of seeing like an inception of myself, uh, which is pretty cool. But let's get into it, Josh. Let's start with the Washington Capitals and the Boston Bruins. I'm using the Osmo NHL lineup builder to uh, go through it. I use it every single day. If you're a hand builder, it's a really great tool to use. So we're going to start with the Caps and the Bruins. 2.8 implied total for the Caps. 3.3 for the Bruins, Vitek Vanacek and Yaroslav Halak are your goalies. No changes on the Boston side. I haven't, I didn't hear about Coyle this morning. Do, do we know anything on his status or is he expected to be out again? He's going to be out. I'm, okay. I, I'm assuming he's going to be out. So if I'm going down to Boston depth, I'm going to build without him. But yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, on the uh, capital side, they've been sticking with Kuznetsov, Ovi. And Connor Sheary, Backstrom, Vrana, Wilson, that seems like a pretty quality line. Uh, the rest of them don't seem great. Uh, so what are you liking in this game? We saw this spot two nights ago. I think both you and I were uh, decently heavy on Boston 1. They're coming in as very popular right now. If you look at the top stacks duel, the most popular line on the entire slate, and that is mostly because you can fit them with a lot of other lines, it's pretty soft pricing. So how are you treating Boston one tonight as a single entry guy? Yeah. So they're the, they're coming in as the highest own, but they also have the highest leverage. Like they have a, a third of like 33.4% chance of being a top two stack. Um, we saw this game the other night and I was pretty heavy on them and it ended up being an awful game. It was like two one in the shootout, but anytime you can get a fully correlated elite line, like Boston one going against uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Ovechkin, I think you still have to go back. I would just, tread carefully because there is going to be a very popular line that fits with them that we'll talk about later. So just if you're, if you're jamming in Boston one, you just got to be careful not to dupe yourself with these secondary lines, differentiate yourself, use different D men, use different goalies, et cetera. But I do really love Boston one tonight again. Um, you know, they disappointed the last time, but the numbers say that they're just going to run over the Kuznetsov Ovechkin pairing. Uh, they've been subpar defensively for a long time. Uh, Boston one is one of the elite lines, probably even the best line in the NHL, arguably with uh, Colorado one, Vegas one, something like that. So I don't mind going heavy in MME. Um, you would, you do have to get over the field a little bit. You don't really want to be at the field, but like in MME, I'd go, I'd probably be over the field on Boston one just because there's so many uh, good value lines tonight. Yeah. And then one of the other things I noticed in the, in the game two nights ago was, you know, Boston two was matched up against Washington two. And you would think it was, it would be a pretty decent matchup for Boston two, but Washington two kind of ran them over. And so if I'm going to go to the Washington side, I do like this second line of Wilson, Backstrom, Verona. Uh, if you want to leave off Wilson, cause he's not on power play one, that is fine. But um, as a full line, I don't mind it. You get Backstrom, Verona, power play one. I think if you're going to leave Wilson off, I think you got to put Carlson in. Um, 
just because Backstrom is more of like a, an assist guy. Uh, Carlson is usually involved in the power play. If you want to go like Ovechkin, Backstrom, Verona, Carlson for a power play stack, I think that's viable as well. Or like an Oshi Backstrom, Verona for power play one. But um, if you're going to do any type of Washington power play, I think you got to include John Carlson because every time Ovechkin scores, it's usually from a pass from Carlson. So uh, that's where I'm at. I'm over the field, Boston one. Uh, under the field, Washington one. I like Washington two. Uh, Washington power play, Boston power play. Yeah, I think the way I'm going to treat this, I haven't had a time to run a ton of crunches so far, but um, like if you just use the projections on the site, you're going to get to a lot of Boston one. Uh, they are expensive themselves, but like you mentioned, Josh, a uh, lot of lines that you can fit with them. So I think if you want to play Boston one, that's phenomenal. If you want to lock them in, great. I would just try to avoid the very chalkiest combos and you'll know pretty quickly if you use our projections or any, any set of projections that are decent, um, which are going to be the more popular combos. We've also got ownership. It's free. So whoever's watching this, whoever's listening, tell your friends it's free ownership projections uh, for today only. Um, And so you can kind of see how popular your, at least your forwards are going to be uh, with Boston one, if you three, three stack it. So, I'm just going to try to avoid uh, the most popular options. So one of the Vegas lines is going to be extremely popular with Boston one. Um, you know, they limit with they limit what you can do to some extent because of their price, but best one of the best lines, if not the best line in the NHL, they're fully correlated on the power play. I mean, there's just, whenever there's a spot like this, uh, I mean, if someone wanted to lock them in, that's great. If someone wanted to say they're too expensive and, you know, there's a 60 plus percent chance that they're not going to be uh, a top two stack and just uh, take your chances there. That's fine. But uh, when I am playing them, it'll be with uh, less popular combos, um, especially when they're going to be this popular. Yeah. So you mentioned the Washington two line. I, I noticed uh, in the uh, game reports that uh, they had a pretty good five on five number. So I would go back to them. going to be the same matchups here for Boston. Um, and then, I mean, I don't, you dipping down to any third lines tonight, six game slate. We're kind of on the fringe where I think they're usable, but I'll probably be using some of them. Do you like either side for the third lines? Yeah. If I had to go somewhere, it'd be Washington three. I don't want to use a Boston deaf line against Lars Eller. Just like, I mean, if you want to go like a deep MME play and play Boston three, like uh Studnicka with DeBrusque for power play two, even though they don't see much time, DeBrusque has been shooting a decent amount, but they're going to see a good uh, amount of time five on five against Eller and he's probably their best defensive center. So going to a third line like that, I'd rather look elsewhere. All right. Yeah, I agree with you on uh, some Washington three. I think, uh, you know, I don't go crazy with third lines, but Oshie's not really a third line player. Eller could be a second line center on a lot of teams, I think. So uh, not a bad two-man combo at the very least. Um, On the blue line, I will say, I forgot to mention this, um, if you are stacking Boston one, you've got a cheap power play one quarterback in Matt Grizzlick. And I know Slack loves Grizzlick. Well, specifically Seth, our favorite troll in, in Slack. If he's watching the show, he'll pop in chat in about three seconds. But uh, I would maybe be looking to avoid playing Grizzlick with Boston one because that's going to be extremely popular. Like maybe not Grizzlick himself, but in Boston one lineups, Grizzlick's going to be uh, a staple. So um, maybe, maybe avoid him as uh, certainly as a one-off, but even in your Boston one stacks, that might be a way to get just a little bit different on a short slate. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be super popular because he's what 3,600, something like that. So like 
you got to be super careful if you're locking in Boston one with Grizzlick. I think maybe a way to differentiate yourself is just full power play stack at that point and add in Nick Ritchie. Yep. Um, that way you kind of have to force yourself off another full line. You only get the two, a two one after that. So uh, that's probably a way to differentiate yourself. I would err on the side of caution when recommending Richie over like a Marshan or a Richie over Pasternak, just because I like to preach. If there's an elite line, you don't leave someone off if you don't have to. So I'd probably, if I'm going to add in Grizzlick for the four man, I might as well just go Richie for the full stack. And that will lead you on to a bit of a more unique build. Yeah. Uh, I will agree there. If you can jam in McAvoy with them, he's going to play a lot at five on five. So there definitely is some correlation, but 5,700 for McAvoy not getting top power play is difficult, but that's what we want. We want difficult lineups to fit. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Then ones that maybe other like combos that other people aren't going to be on as much. Um, Carlson, 6300 His price has dropped a little bit, um, but I prefer to play him with a Washington stack if I can. I like the Verona Backstrom Oshi. That's relatively affordable. Um, and you could get in Carlson. That's going to be a, a trio, a, a four man that most people will not even look at tonight because of the 2.8 implied total. Anything else in this game, blue line or uh, otherwise? Um, I'm kind of, if you're not playing Boston, I don't mind Vanacek, like in a correlated Washington lineup, he's going to see the volume. Hopefully. I mean, he saw what, like 17 shots last game, but you, yeah. you expect this game to open up a bit more. I think, you know, they got their, punching out of the way this time hopefully so but for 7300 uh i don't mind it if you're fading boston and specifically in correlated capitals lineups yep i like it i I mean we talked about it a little bit uh alex and i on the uh evergreen piece we did but i like to correlate goalies i probably do it too much but it's just like an easy way for me to generate my lineups and then you can always uh if you wanted to start your lineups like that you can correlate if you got a 2500 defenseman and then uh, downgrade your goalie to someone cheaper and uh, upgrade your defenseman. So there, there's ways to do it, but I like to start at least correlating uh, most of my lineups in terms of goalie with the forward stack. Let's go to the Lightning and the Blackhawks, 3.4 implied total for the Lightning, 2.7 for the Hawks. It's probably going to be McElhinney against Malcolm Subban. These two teams played last night. So if you're new to NHL DFS, there's a lot of back-to-backs, a lot of teams playing series, kind of like baseball. You know, you'll get two-game series, three-game series, some four-game series. Um, so teams will be playing back-to-back um, and, you know, three games and four nights against the same team in the same venue. And so this is what we've got here. Uh, these two played last night. Backups are probably going to start tonight. No confirmation yet on the Lightning. 
no confirmation on the lines. So if you're looking at lineup sites, got to kind of be careful with what you're doing with Tampa. They went to, I can't, I don't have it in front of me. I think it was Yanni Gord with Killorn and Stamkos, right? Yeah. At some point last night. And then it was point with, was it point plot Coleman? Yes. I can't remember. Who, who got moved down? Uh, Tyler Johnson. Sorelli. Or Sorelli and then Tyler Johnson got flipped all over the place. Yeah. Okay. So right now uh, we have Palat, Point, and Coleman as the de facto line one. Sorelli, uh, Stamkos, and Killorn. It could be Yanni Gord. That's a $1,000 difference there, both on the second power play. So what would you be doing with the Lightning in like an MME sense? Because both their lines are going to be, it looks like mid-teens in ownership, uh, our ownership projections right now. Yeah, so it's kind of tough because if Coleman's up there, for sure, I like that top line. Uh, but it's tough to know what they're doing coming off of kind – of, I mean, they won in overtime, but it was kind of – wasn't their best performance. So, for me, I'm going to focus a little bit on their power play. Just because, like, it's going to be – Alex Kalorin is 3,300 coming off a goal in a two-point game. He's going to be popular, but, like, you can put him in with Point Palat. You can put him in with Point and Stamkos. You can put him in with, you know, Point Kalorin. Hedman, I think, you know, an MME, unless we get clarity on the lines – or you are right in front of your computer with fantasy cruncher up at, you know, pregame skate. Like, I think you got to focus on the power play here. Malcolm Subban has proved he's not, you know, an NHL caliber goalie. He's a backup at best. So, and, and once you get through really the top line or the top pair of the Blackhawks, they've, you know, they're, they've been actually better than expected defensively, but they're still not a great team. So I think I'm going to focus on the Tampa Bay power play. Um, Unless we get clarity. If it's Palat Point, Coleman, I like that as a full line. I don't mind the second line, Killorn, Sorelli, and Stamkos, if that's a thing. Uh, I'd be more apt to put Point in over Sorelli just because, you know, you're going to get the full power point one correlation, especially with the, the possibility of these lines being flipped if they get off to a bad start. So Tampa Bay power play is a focus for me. And then on the Blackhawks side, I think, you know, the top line of Debrinkat, Suter, and Kane, they're really expensive. They're 21900 so they're going to be low-owned. Like Patrick Kane's 9000 Debrinkat's 8000 I like both these players. I say it every time. This is a good spot to get leverage on them. Uh, they're going to be lower-owned. Um, they're, they're facing Big Mac. They're not facing Vasilevsky. So, uh, and even though Tampa Bay is coming off a Stanley Cup, uh, it's not like they're some powerhouse defensively. I think this is a good spot in MME to uh, get a low-owned line. Not this isn't a line that someone's really that I've really heavily considered in one-three lineup. So I think you know in MME it won't take much to get over the field on them. And then you know I'm a big fan of Kubalik. I wish he'd be on power play one, but he's not. He's I don't with, mind. He's with my boy Hagel. Yeah, so we're we're good there. Hagel the bagel. Yeah, because <laughs> he gets so, zero like, points every game. Yeah. So if, oh, sorry. But if, if you don't want to go to Suter on the top line, I think you can put in Carl Soderberg. He's $1,200 less for a full power play one correlation. I think you can do that, and you don't need much to be over the field. But Tampa Bay power play for me, Chicago won. Chicago won with Soderberg. And I do like Hedman on the blue line for Tampa. Yeah, um, I'm being very careful with what I'm doing with Tampa. I don't think we're going to get clarity. When teams play back-to-backs, uh, they usually don't skate the morning of the second game. And so we don't know what Tampa did. 
which would be fine if they stuck with their same lines throughout the majority of last game, but they did not. They blew them up uh, about midway through. They came back and won. So I, I would think it's more likely they stay with what got them to come back, but you just, you never know. Like it's really difficult to get inside the coach's head. Um, I tend to gravitate towards where Coleman is. So I think I like Pollot Point and Coleman a, a little bit better. The, the ownership is pretty much exactly the same as uh, the second line. Um, but I, I think I like Chicago here. Um, if you look at the game report from last night, three lines had really good five on five games in terms of just generating opportunities. Uh, so the top three f- for the Hawks, you've got Kane to bring out on the top line. Some people will leave off Suter. I don't see Kane being much over 10%. If he even gets there, um, it, that, that two man is really expensive. And even when you throw in Suter, what's that? I don't think he's going to get there. And the thing is yeah. like, Kane's just not going to play on the first line. He's going to get time with like everybody. He's always getting 24, 25 minutes. Yeah, and it's a McKinnon slate. I mean, it looks like he's fine after uh, a scary injury. You've got some expensive, well, one expensive golden height in Max Pacioretty, and then the pricing algorithm's broken there for the uh, highest total on the slate. So we'll get there later. But, uh, yeah, I don't think Kane's going to be overly popular. Some people will mix him in as a one-off. Uh, I like Kane to bring at two-man. I like the cheap Chicago second line as well, Soderberg, Yanmark, and Kurashev. Uh, they're, they're dirt cheap. They go with Boston one. Um, you could two man them in some fashion. They were very active last night. And then if you wanted to go with uh Kubelik 5,100, he's the third line player, but this guy does score goals. It's the one thing he does really, really well. Um, and so I don't, again, I don't play a lot of one-offs even on six game slates, but I do play some two mans. So Kubelik haggle the bagel, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I like the Chicago side. I think the ownership is good. We liked them a little bit last night, Cliffy and I, and it's the exact same spot, except a little bit better. The implied total is a little higher, and they're probably not going to face Vasilevsky, who is arguably the best goalie in the NHL right now. Anything on the blue line? You mentioned Hedman. Anyone else on the Chicago side? Is this Dehan night? Man. Another blocks bonus last night. Yeah, I mean, 3,400 is good. I, I just want uh, clarity on Chicago 3, like – if you see a Tampa Bay's lines and it's Coleman, Gordon, Goudreau, I'd probably not go to the Chicago third line because they'll probably be matched up a fair bit. And that is uh, very advantageous for Tampa Bay three. But if that is Tampa Bay three, I like Tampa Bay yeah. three. Coleman, Gordon, Goudreau. But Calvin DeHaan, 3,400. Yeah, for block bonus, he's a, he's a block guy. Adam uh, Bockwist is on the is the power play quarterback. He's cheap. Uh, the thing is with like the Chicago power play, their power play is awful, and Tampa Bay penalty kill is really good. So I, I kind of limit myself on the power play stacks there. But, um, yeah, it's probably going to be Calvin DeHaan. If, and then Chernak's probably out. He was out yesterday. He has a, an injury. But if he's in 3,000, mm-hmm. I don't mind him. But that's about it on the blue line. Hedman with the power play stacks or as a one-off. And then DeHaan if you need a, if you need a one-off uh, block, uh, shot-blocking defenseman. Yep. Can I break this down into NBA terms? I cannot. You're looking for uh, a different guy, maybe a different Jake you're thinking of. Uh, I mean, nothing against the NBA, but I just watch NHL more because I play NHL DFS. I don't, uh, I don't play NBA. I don't know how people do both and MME both. I don't like, I think that's kind of a rare breed these days. I'm seeing some of the pros that were doing it last season kind of drop off in the NHL lobby, which makes sense. It's less money, but 
Uh, have you seen a lot of guys doing both? It's B. Kreider, is he still doing NBA too? Yeah, so like the thing is with like NBA, like NBA is kind of how you build is kind of comparable to cash in NHL. It's not like it's not like you try to force in correlation, but you don't fight it either if you happen to put them in your lineup. So like it's kind of like NBA GPP is kind of comparable to NHL cash, but NHL GPP is way different than NBA. So yeah. You, For sure. I mean, I think you can be competitive in NHL DFS, just getting the right lines 95% of the time, like, oh, yeah. especially when there's question marks going into the slate, just knowing that. I mixed up myself here. Chicago power play is the best in the NHL. Did you say they were the worst? I didn't even catch yeah. that. Yeah. I I was looking. I need to change my contacts. But, yeah, so <laughs> I don't mind. I, I put me into uh, Cat, Soderbergh, Kane a little bit more. All right. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's a good way to save a little bit of money. Go down from uh, Suter to Carl Soderberg. Kind of the same thing that Cliffy and I were saying last night, $1,200 uh, savings and full PP correlation if you do it like that. I like DeHaan, uh, one of the cheap defensemen that I've been playing a bunch of. You get a three-point uh, blocks bonus for three blocks, and so that you can get up to 6.9 points without your guy doing really anything offensively. And uh, Dahan is definitely a uh, candidate for the blocks bonus night in and night out, especially when you would expect Tampa to be able to carry some offense here, as they usually do. Callan Foot is also uh, not like if you wanted to play him, he's there's an issue with him in FC, so you're gonna have to put him in manually. Um, it's just a naming thing, so uh, just wanted to point that out. He's blanked out on my screen, but he is expected to be in, I believe. Ducks. Avalanche, 2.2 implied total for the Ducks, 3.3 for the Avs. It is Gibson likely for the Ducks. They're a team that we don't know uh, their goalies until 20, 30 minutes before the game. It's usually Gibson. Every now and then they will surprise us with a Ryan Miller start. It's going to be Grubauer for the Avs. Uh, I think I said the implied totals, but I'll say them again. Ducks, 2.2. Avs, 3.3. Not as high as I would have thought for the Avs, but they're amazing defensively. Um they're also very good offensively. McKinnon looks ready to go. I don't know if he's confirmed in, but kind of got a dirty hit on him late in the game uh, against the Sharks. He's still slotted in. They're very expensive. So it's either Boston one or Colorado one if you're going to the expensive lines tonight. Where do they stack up for you uh, in comparison to Boston one? I like Boston one better, but Colorado one's cheaper. So they will probably be comparable in ownership. Um was that was that a dog? Yeah. No, no bark, but you know, no, no bark. But they're they're getting rowdy. They're getting right. ready. They, they're like in Colorado. They're thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so one thing I noticed from the last slate, the winning lineup on DK was a Colorado one stack, but instead of McKinnon, it was Kadri. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Like I would recommend adding Kadri into your, your Colorado one stack, but I would not replace McKinnon. Who's their best player. That won't, I doubt that'll happen again. I won't say never, but the chances of that happening remote Uh, Colorado one for sure. um, Fully correlated on power play one. Is it a better matchup against the ducks than against the sharks? Debatable. It's around the same. I would imagine, you know, the ducks goaltending is better, but this is still an elite matchup for the Avs. Uh, 
I'd be over the field on Avs one, Avs power play. I kind of don't really like the Colorado second line as a line, Sod, Kadri, Burkowski. They are pretty cheap, so if you want to get there, you know, have a little bit of NME, that's fine. Uh, I don't mind Kadri in the power play stacks. Um, Colorado third line, they're going to – they're super, super cheap. Uh, Nishushkin, Confer, and Donskoy, if you want to get to them, they're going to see, you know, the depth of the Ducks. I don't mind them as a super contrarian play with your Boston one. Um, not in love with the line, but uh, – so Colorado one for sure, Colorado power play. The thing is, um, McCarr is still out, and Sam Gerrard's price is up to forty nine hundred. He's scored in back to back games, but if you know, this isn't like the best way to describe it. But if you, if you take away his goals in two straight games, he's literally done nothing. He had like a shot on goal in the other game and like a block shot. So he really needs to hit the score sheet to pay off. His price has gone up from thirty four hundred to forty nine hundred. Uh, I think. I think in power play stacks or even Colorado one stacks, you can obviously put them in, but I would lean towards like not forcing them in. So as a way to maybe get a, uh, a more expensive, less owned defenseman somewhere else. But on the duck side, I'm kind of off the ducks tonight. This is a brutal matchup for them. And you just never know the ducks lines. I mean, like if I, if anything, I'll have some one-offs, you know, Jakob Silverberg, 3,500 at Trevor, uh, Zegris at 3,000, but really there's not much that I like on the duck side. Uh, if you need, if you, if you really need like a power play chief defenseman, Kevin Shattenkirk's fine, but like I'm going to be very underweight on the ducks tonight. Yeah. I mean, and that's saying a lot because these guys are not getting much ownership at all. We don't really know the lines. They they're kind of frustrating too, because it's not like they play one line a lot more than the others. So the pecking order is difficult. So like if the ducks, if it's listed as ducks three and FC, like, you know, I, I think you should treat. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More like a second line if you like them. Um, and just like a decent filler. Um, like I think Ducks 3 is actually probably my favorite. The Zegris, Lundstrom, and... Uh, Raquel line, if that's going to be a thing. Yeah, but again, he goes against the Kadri line, most likely. Yeah. It's probably going to be, you know, Lundestrom, Zegris, and Raquel. Yeah, so I, I think that's a pretty good trio. You get two guys on the top power play there. If you want to add in Shattenkirk, that gets uh, very cheap. It opens up a ton. Um, they're not going to be super popular. Probably will have some Boston 1 lineups with them in there. Uh, that's where, you know, they're going to be put in a lot. I So Colorado 1, oh, Hello. Uh, 
Ducks three. All right. So we got half of our lineup there, at least with our forwards. Ducks three sounds like the dogs like. Um, Colorado side. Yeah, Colorado one. Uh, as good of a line as there is in the NHL. It's, it's them and Boston one. So when they're on the slate together, you obviously got to choose between the two. Uh, game stack here. The, the dogs want the game stack. Yeah, you said Colorado one again, and they all chimed in this time. All right. There we go. So Colorado one. Uh, about as good of a play as you can ask for right now, the second best in the top stack tool in terms of positive leverage. Um, you know, they're, they're usually not owned at a high enough clip where they come in over owned. They're awesome. Uh, you could throw in Gerard with them. I don't think I would play Gerard at that price as a one-off for 4,900. Taze. Taze 52. Yeah. I mean, Taze is 52. Yeah, Graves as well. Like, either of those guys are going to be lower on than Gerard. I know they don't get the power play, but, you know, they'll see some time five on five. Yeah, I like Graves a, a lot, actually, for 4,400. Good per 60 player in an increased role with no Makar and Bowen Byram uh, both out for the abs. And even Jacob McDonald at 2,700, if you need a cheap defenseman, he'll probably play some with uh, Colorado one at five on five. So it's not like there's no correlation. I, I don't know. I'm feeling a Colorado uh, Josh stack as well. Like you can do it with either the second or the third line with the first. So if you guys are new, you want to tell the people what the Josh stack is. I mean, you are the namesake, so I shouldn't tell people. You should tell people. Well, like I have a couple of rules with the Josh stack that makes it officially a Josh stack, right? So you have six players. Generally, I like to do five forwards and one defenseman. Usually I'll load in the top power play and add a forward from – one of the same lines, right? So that makes it the Josh stack, the six man stack, but to officially make it the Josh stack, you got to put in the goalie too. So like, if you're going to onslaught the team, you're expecting them to win. Yeah. So you got to put in the goalie there. So if you're going to six man stack the, uh, the abs, you got to put in Philip Grubauer. He is coming off a shutout against the sharks. 8,400 is a bit tough to swallow just because like, they're so good defensively. Like, they yeah. just don't allow that many shots is the that's problem. The, that's the thing. Like, at that price, he needs a shutout to pay off uh, at his salary. And there's cheap defense – or there's cheap goalies that see volume that, if they do get the win, will outscore him. But Josh Stack, six-man stack plus the goalie, those are the rules. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I mean, I think I'm going to have a couple of them or just full power play stacks where you go Lana Skog, McKinnon, Ranton and Kadri throw in Sam Gerrard, maybe get a two man forward stack elsewhere and a cheap one off defenseman. Um, You know, if you can't fit in the correlation with the Josh stack, Bauer, that's understandable. Maybe just take a guy that's going to see volume Uh, in another game. I I mean, Rant is cheap. Uh, Cal Peterson is decently cheap. You got a cheap Marty Jones that we'll get to later. Uh, your favorite goalie in the NHL. Um, yeah, th- this one is pretty much all abs for me. But I will say, I think my favorite line for the Ducks again is the, uh, the Ducks quote unquote third line with Raquel. Are we good there? Yeah, I mean, if you really want to get uh, spicy, if you're fading the abs tonight, Gibson is 6,800 and he will see some volume. So. And he, he's been bad recently. I mean, it's not really a fault to him. The team in front of him is pretty bad. But, you know, he has shutout capability on any given night. And at his price, if I was doing 150 lineups in, in a couple of my lineups that I don't have abs, I will take a chance on Gibson. So is Slim Cliffy out getting his Dylan Dubé bobblehead? Did you see him bash Dubé yesterday? 
I did. 42 DK points for Mr. Dubay. For, I think first multi-goal game of his career. In Cliffy's defense, there were three 40-point players last night. Yeah. Kreider had Ek- the hat trick. Ekblad. Ekblad had 42 points. Dubay <laughs> had a hat trick. So, I mean, Kreider was the highest at 43 and a half, but how many, like, Dubay was probably super low on, so. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just funny that we bash these players all the time and then they go out and score. Hey, uh, I do it all the time. It's not Cliffy. It's, I it's do it all the time. more often me. So, no Wenberg on the slate tonight. So, you know, you got to think of the positives. Before we move it on, there are 330 of you watching right now. Thanks, everyone. Whether you are a usual or not, if you're, uh, if you're just an NBA DFS player looking to get some action, uh, we've got a evergreen piece. Um, Dylan Dubé owns my family, Cliffy said. Can't just let that one go by. Uh, we've got an evergreen piece. Myself and Alex went through some NHL DFS basics as well as um, some lineup building tips through Fantasy Cruncher and using the lineup builder on the site. Again, we've got a weekly pass uh, for eleven ninety five. if you want to get access to everything, projections, ownership projections, the top stack tool, all that good stuff. And last but not least, premium Slack. That's where you're going to get all your updated info. We've also got um, a new NHL account at Osmo NHL if you're looking for some of that info. But all the good stuff is in Slack. Only some of it goes out to the Twitter account. And lastly, before we get to the second half of the slate, if you guys could help us out, you know, if you don't want to spend any money on us, that's understandable. We're not going to be offended, but if you could subscribe to the channel, that helps us out a ton, helps us grow. We're trying to hit 60K uh, subscribers here. We got to 50K. You guys helped us out a lot. And uh, so the next step is 60K. We're trying to get there as quick as possible. So if you like what we do, hit the notification bell and you'll know when we go live for not just NHL, but for all sports. All right, Josh. Let's go to the Minnesota Wild and the Arizona Coyotes. 3.0 implied total for the Wild, 2.5 for the Yotes. Uh, it's going to be Kakinen for the Wild. It's going to be Ranta, I believe, for the Yotes. I'm not seeing a confirmed goalie on my screen. Probable. Ranta's probable. Okay. Yotes, another very frustrating team. We don't know what they're going to do with their lines. Uh, they jumbled before the start of last game. Do you expect them to jumble and then – it looks like the the big dogs are back together for the Wild, the best defensive line in the NHL. Erickson at Greenway, Foligno, uh, Prezi back in the lineup. He got scratched last game. He's with Bukestad and Fiala, at least he was at morning skate. Um, what are you liking in this one here? Yeah, so the the Wild, you know, Erickson at Foligno, Greenway line would be more important if they were at home, but Arizona's at home, so they get the last change. So, yeah. I wish we had like definitive Yotes lines. We, I think we have to like pool together some money and get like a drone and like keep it in the arena. So we know like who they're playing, but assuming Garland and Schmaltz are together, I think this is a, a good spot for them going up against, I would imagine they're going to put them up against the Ras Zuccarello uh, Kaprizov line. It's gotta be. Cause they've been going Dvorak versus opposing top competition. Yeah, but I guess who's who's the top competition here for the Wild? Ooh, so, like, so okay, so if you assume Dvorak's going to go against the top comp of Rask, uh, Zook, and Kaprizov, you're going to get Schmaltz, Garland, Kessel against Fiala, Bustad, and Parisi, which also is advantageous for the Yotes because Parisi's a you know he's washed. Bustad, not a great center. Fiala's a nice player, but you know that line defensively is not great. So I think 
if you get definitive lines, which is going to be tough because this isn't a seven o'clock lock. This is a later game. Um, so you got to be around. You're going to get the more than likely you're going to get the Coyotes official account tweet something out five minutes before the game. So I'm just assuming right now it's going to be Garland, Schmaltz, and uh, Phil Kessel. Uh, if that's the line, I like it. Um, they're going to get they're they're going to avoid the Erickson Eck Felino Greenway line, which is easily their best defensive line. That's one of the best defensive lines in the NHL. I would imagine you know the Arizona depth is going to get that line. So again, this is kind of like a Tampa situation where I want to play the Yotes, but it's kind of hard because you don't have definitive line. So maybe you just kind of stick to the power play correlation. Garland, Schmaltz, Dvorak, power play one. I think that's a fine three-man you can go. If you want to go Jacob, Jakob Chikrin, Jacob Chikrin, that's fine. He's a little expensive for my taste. Uh, so you don't have to go there. You don't have to force him in. But, yeah, Garland, Schmaltz, Dvorak, for sure, is, you know, power play one. If you get definitive lines with Garland, Schmaltz, Kessel, I think that's a line that I would want in, you know, 20 max, 150 max. I'd even consider them in one to three. Um, that second line, if it's like Keller Dvorak, Dvorak with, it's probably going to be Pitlick because that's who they've been playing the most with. I don't really like that as a full line, but they are going to get either the Rask line or the Bustad line. So it could be a pretty contrarian option in MME. And then on the wild side, I'm kind of, as the lines are constituted, I'm kind of off them. I don't mind the, uh, you know, Kaprizov, Zuccarello, Suter, three man, because Suter's 3,300 power play one. Uh, the Coyotes power play is atrocious. So, I mean, they've been getting bailed out by the goaltender and that, you know, that's not sustainable. Whether the regression happens today or sometime later, I, you know, I think you can take some shots, especially with Suter being so cheap. Um, I also don't mind that third line because they're going to get the depth of the Coyotes and the depth of the Coyotes is horrible. So like Greenway, Erickson, Eck, Felino, they're also cheap. You get the top power play correlation with Erickson, Eck, uh, they're going to have, you know, the puck most of the time because they have very good possession numbers. So I don't mind going to Eric's neck there. But my favorite play from the wild is doing some kind of mini stack on the power play with Suter at 3,300. Yeah. You can go with your boy, Kaprizov, with, uh, well, your other boy, uh, your real boy, Zuccarello. Uh, you're a big Zuccarello hater, according to the chat. I have, I have his jersey, man. I, I know. Have- it's not actually true, but you didn't <laughs> like him one time. So you're, you're just married to your takes on here. Look at yeah. Few hundred people in here, they're just gonna remember one thing. And if that guy scores, then your name is tied to him forever. So uh I agree with you. I like Minnesota two and three. Uh I'll specifically say the Rask line and then the you said Fiala Parisi line. I mean, I just think Fiala is probably good enough to carry a line by himself. Uh if it's gonna be against the Yotes depth, just because it's awful, they're gonna get good matchups. Fiala's cheap, fifty five hundred. You could also do some sort of PP stack, like you said, um, because, yeah, that, that's not a sustainable number. Like, they're just getting completely bailed out on the power play or on the penalty kill. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's just not going to keep up that way. If you're looking for one-off defenseman, uh, I like Dumba a lot on the wild for 4,700. You're going to play 20-plus minutes, likely. Big shot. Uh, hasn't had a huge game recently, but um, he'll pop off for – a multi-point game every once in a while. He is a talented player, but I know the wild fans don't really love him because uh, he, he does some bonehead mistakes every once in a while, but uh, 5% ownership, 4,700, I think is a pretty good spot for him. Um, on the Yotes side, again, we just don't know 
what's going to happen with their lines. So if you wanted to be very safe and just take top power play guys, and the most expensive guys, you could go Schmaltz with Garland and Keller. And it's possible they start the game together. That line's been really awesome at five on five, that trio. Kessel on there compared to Keller makes it uh, a little bit worse um, at five on five, but still get full power play correlation there. Chikrin, uh, 6K, doesn't project as a great value, but I think like it's not a great slate for defensemen. Um, got a few guys in the last game, but if you're not going to one of those guys, uh, I like Ch- Chikrin a little bit as a one-off for 6K spending up there. But yeah, Yotes, a little bit frustrating. We don't know exactly what they're going to do with their lines. So I would mostly stick to the power play and then adjust once we get news at uh, pregame skate. You can adjust very quickly. We good on that game? I also mentioned uh, Jared Spurgeon, 3,900. If you like Dumba, you'll like Spurgeon as yeah. well. So, like, Suter is just power play one. He's super cheap. But if you want the peripherals, Dumba, Brodeen, Spurgeon, all around the same price. If you have a favorite of those three, you play him. Yeah. Uh, Spurgeon, I was watching a lot of that last wild game. He got robbed, like, at least three times uh, by Flurry. Um, so, he, you know, he's been aggressive. He had like seven shot attempts in the first period last game. Like he's shooting a lot too. So good call there. 3,900 for Spurgeon. Another guy you can one off, I think. I like the goalies in this game too. Yeah. I mean, talk about him. 7,800. Uh, is is Kacken in 7,800? I've got Talbot on my screen. 76. Oh, no, he's also 7,800. Okay. And then Rant to 7,400. Both yeah, guys. 7,400 at home. That's something I will get to a bunch. Yep. I like it. Blues, Kings, 2.9 implied total for the Blues, 2.6 for the Kings. It's going to be Vili Huso for St. Louis. Kings are another team where they don't like to announce their goalie. We think it's going to be Cal Peterson. It easily could be Jonathan Quick. Uh, could be the, the you know third goalie. You just never know with these Kings. But we do know that I follow Kopitar Brown are going to be together. They're going to be facing off against opposing top competition which I would think is the O'Reilly line. Um, that kind of muddies things up for me in this one. Low total. Is there anything that jumps off the page to you? Uh, well, first of all, I see uh, Kings Homer Bobby Boom in the chat, so I'm going to have to tread lightly here. Yeah, better be <laughs> um, careful. Yeah, so I don't like going against O'Reilly. I don't like going against Kopitar. It kind of takes both these lines off the table a little bit. Uh, O'Reilly's not with Perron, so like when he's – since he's been with Cairo and Sanford, that line has been a bit more high event. So I don't mind getting to these lines in MME, both Kings one and St. Louis one um, in one to three lineups, one to five lineups, something like that. Uh, I'd probably not get there. Maybe if I was doing like five to 10, I'd have one of each or something like that. I think the, the real place to, take advantage of this game is the depth lines. Uh, I like, here we go again. I am going to be touting Jeff Carter. I like this second line. And here's why the blues are, are ravaged with injuries. Bennington hasn't been great. He's not even in tonight. Billy Huso is also not great. Uh, Velarde Carter, Anthony, the CU full power play two correlation. They, this is their third full game together. I know Anthony CU moved up halfway through the, the other game. So in like a 30-minute sample, which isn't very big, 
you really want to see like 50, 60 minutes before you start like going, okay, this is probably where they're going to end up. But like they have a 53% Corsi four, 12 high danger chances, four per 60 and a 2.6 expected goals for, which is above league average. And surprisingly, they've been good defensively. Like they've only allowed two high danger chances against per 60 and 1.1 expected goals against which is well below league, which is way better than league average. Again, it's a very small sample that can change. They could get caved, but they're going to go against, you know, Shen, Perron and Walker, which that line has been extremely high event defensively. They've given up 18 high danger chances against per 60, which is wildly high and a 2.31 expected goal against. So I really like this King's second line. Uh, it's super cheap. You can get them in with anything, even Boston one. Uh, full correlated power play too. Uh, and if you want to leave off Chalk Grizzly, if you're going with, you know, Boston one, you can put him in with 2,500 Sean Walker to get a four man power play two stack. You know, the Kings, like most teams play their power play one more than power play two, but it isn't like, it isn't like the Colorado Avs who play like their top unit plays like 150 of the two minutes on power play one. The second unit does see a decent amount of time. And for their price, like if they, have a full full line goal, like they'll pay off at their price. So I don't mind either of these top lines in MME. I like LA2 as a nice filler with the expensive stuff. And then really my favorite line for the blues is the third line with yeah. Sunset, Hoffman and Blaze. Because they're going against, you know, Lazat, Luff, and Grundstrom. Like it can't be understated how bad the King's depth is defensively. And Sunquist has been great recently on power play one. He's been scoring goals. Hoffman, if you're familiar with, with NHL, you know Mike Hoffman. Everyone loves to play Mike Hoffman. If you want to leave off Sammy Blyce, that's fine. Um, you can put him in, though. He's been priced, makes the line way more affordable. They've been, you know, pretty good. Sunquist, power play one. Hoffman, power play two. Going, it's not like that I'm super in love with this line. I like it. But it's more so that the King's depth is just atrocious. Yep. I I, yeah, I was hoping you were going to mention uh, St. Louis 3. I like them. Uh, maybe maybe my th- favorite third line of the night. I think there's a bunch that you can work in. Uh, I think the Blues will be one of my highest exposed third lines. Sonquist has been playing like closer to 20 minutes a night. Um, and he, he's on that top power play. So if you wanted to leave off Sammy Blay, is it Blaze or Blay? I, have no I always idea. say Sammy Blay. I just figured the S was silent, but I have no idea. I try going phonetically, which is a bad idea with all these European players. <laughs> yeah. Is he European? I don't even is that I don't, a I don't even know, but there's an AIS, so I'm confused. I'm sure the chat will correct us yeah. very kindly, as they always do. Uh, Sunquist, Hoffman, you could also add in one of the other power play one guys. And if you want to go Krug, that's another way to get like the three mans. I like to do the three man forward stacks, maybe add in the defenseman. So, you know, Sunquist, Hoffman with Shen, Perron, or O'Reilly is a nice way to get both that five on five correlation with that third line against the LA depth as well as two guy, two forwards on the power play. Um, plus, you can add in Krug, who is 5,100. Krug's another one where I don't think I'm in love playing him as a one-off, um, but he would be more in correlation with either St. Louis 2 or uh, some sort of power play stack. Vinny Dunn, down to 2,900. I know you're going to like some of that, Josh. Our darling Vinny Dunn. You know, since um, Pareko has been out, and I see the chat saying it's – Sammy Blay or Sammy, yeah, something like that. I'm probably wrong again, but Vinny Dunn, if he's, you know, getting the 18, 19, 20 minutes, 2,900 power play two, I like it. 
Yeah. So going back to his last, let's see, go back to his last like five or six games, 21 minutes, 20, 18, 21, 21, 18, 20. So, I mean, the minutes have been there. Uh, Even if he gets 17, 18 minutes, it's still worth it. Yeah. I mean, if you look at his game, sorry, go ahead. I mean, you kind of get like scared when he's 2,600 and he's getting like 13 minutes, but yeah. uh, he's, he's one of the more difficult guys to project when Pareko's uh, in the lineup, but he's obviously not tonight. Blues are weakened defensively. So Don's been playing more increased role uh, 2,900 about as good as you can do for a punt defenseman tonight. I think anything on the other side, there was some Sean Walker talk in chat. He's only playing like 15 or 16 minutes. So I don't really love it. PP two, yeah. I guess that floats I mean, boat, but. Yeah. Things really is kind of like Drew Doughty. If you're playing the top line, Doughty as a one-off, he's kind of in no man's line at 5,400. Like last late, he was 4,800, and that was way easier to get him in. Um, I always like to, you know, if you need a punt and you're playing the Kings, you I like to play the guy who's playing with Doughty, and I would imagine tonight it's Mikey Anderson. I'm not a huge Mikey Anderson guy, but he's going to get the minutes. If you have to go there, I mean, I don't mind it if he gets, you know, 18, 19 minutes, but. I'm really grasping at straws on the Kings defense outside of Dowdy and Walker with LA two. All right. Enough messing around. This is the last game of the night, the Maybe. premier game of the night. If you're winning before this one starts Vegas, San Jose, this is a 10 30 Eastern start. If you've got some good lines going, just log out and uh, see where you're at the next morning. If you're below the field on this one, because uh, we're going to have some ownership here. implied total for the Knights, 2.5 for the Sharks. Marc-Andre Fleury and Marty Jones, party Marty, your goalie, 7K. Uh, Probably goalie I'm going to play some of tonight. Yeah, it's it's bad. Vegas 2, the pricing is completely broke. Uh, You know, we've had Riley Smith priced down in the mid-threes. He's down to 3,100. Marcia So, for whatever reason, down to 4,400. And Wild Bill, the most expensive guy on the line. 5K, uh, they're projected for almost 20% ownership. I think in the higher stake stuff, like that 222, they might get closer, like 22, 25%. They're a really good line at five on five. They've got a good matchup here. Uh, it's just a matter of can you stomach the ownership? And then that's not even their best line on their team. They've got a more expensive line, Stevenson, Patrick, Stone, that also looks underpriced. Huge total for the Knights. How would you be dealing with them tonight? Okay, let me address Vegas too first, the Carlson Smith Marshall line. Because they fit with Boston One. So like Boston One is our top leverage play in, in the top stacks tool. But the lowest leverage line is Vegas two. So you're putting these lineups together, you put Boston one, Vegas two, it fits too easy, right? Mm-hmm. You just have to be aware. Like I'm not saying like you can't do Boston one Vegas two. You just gotta be aware of what you're doing here. But for me, this is all about Vegas one. I love Vegas one, Pacioretty, Stevenson, Stone. They're one of the most elite lines in the NHL. They're underpriced. You look at their – they have a huge sample together, 405 minutes, yeah. 59% Corsi four, 3.3 expected goals for, uh, expected goals for, and then 15 high danger chances per 60, which is just great. Uh, they're elite defensively. Fully, like I, I love them even more now that St- Stevenson's on power play one. I think if you want to get a bit different, if you're worried about their ownership, you add in Cody Glass and Shea Theodore. You power play stack them. Uh, Cody Glass is 3,200, so he's not going to hamper you really in 
Shea Theodore is 5,900. It's not as crazy. Um, so, yeah, I, I love – the thing is, like, okay, the Sharks have really – right now they have one good line, like the Couture, Kane, LeBanc line, and they're going to get Vegas one. And they have been pretty pretty good defensively, but, like, this, the Sharks' blue line is bad defensively. Uh, Martin Jones – you know my thoughts on Martin Jones. If you don't know me, I Martin Jones is my least favorite goal in the NHL. Just how it is. Um, so, like, even from a five-on-five, like, even though Couture line is the best, I don't mind going. Just straight Vegas one. Um, Vegas one, you can add in Cody Glass. You can add in Shea Theodore. Um Vegas two, I think if you're scared of like the chalk, the straight chalk going straight Vegas two with Boston one, I think you can take out Riley Smith and add an Alex Tuck. I think that's a way to get a bit different or, or like if you're not using Boston and you're using like a mid range line and you still want to play Vegas two, I think you put them in with Alex Petrangelo for the power play two correlation. So I think there's ways to get different. I think, you know, Vegas two as a whole is going to be super chalky because they're in a high total and a very good matchup. Like the second line of the sharks is bad. So I understand playing them. Like I'm not going to not play them because of their ownership. I just have to be careful what I do because you're, there's a good chance. Like if it comes together too easily, it's going to be dupe. So I don't mind taking out Riley Smith, putting in Alex tuck. Uh, if you're going to use full Vegas too in an expensive line, I think you put in Petrangelo that puts you on a little bit of a u- more unique build. And then on the shark side, like I like sharks one, but this is a bad matchup going into the Stevenson stone Pacioretty line. So for me, it's, it's more of one offs. Like if you need a cheap power play one off, I don't mind Rudolph Balsers at 2,900 or Donato at 2,800. And then like, the thing is like Brent Burns is off the top power play and Eric Carlson is now onto the top power play at 3,700. Now I wish this was a better matchup for the Sharks because 3,700 Eric Carlson for as bad as he has been, that price is just too cheap for power play one. I'll put that in my notes for another day. So I'm going to be way under the field on the Sharks here. This game's all about Vegas for me. Yeah, it's it's pretty much all about Vegas for me. I think for MME, like, you know, what are the odds that we're wrong on the line matching here? Because I agree with you. I think it's going to be Couture, Kane, and LeBanc going up against Patriotty, Stevenson, Stone for the majority of the game. I think if, you know, for whatever reason they don't want to do that, they put the second line against uh, Vegas one for some time. Like, then you're getting a much softer match against the Carlson line. It's not amazing, but it's much, much better than going up against uh, Stone and Patriotty, who's one of the best uh, lines in the NHL as well. Um, so, I think at this ownership, it's a little bit difficult to want to take like a huge position on San Jose one uh, pretty much, you know, nothing more than a filler for San Jose two and the rest of these lines in this game, maybe Vegas three, if you wanted to go glass talk and coleslaw slash uh, if you wanted to go like glass talk and uh, Pacioretty, I think then that's one of those where you can get two guys in the top power play. You get two guys at five on five, you throw in stone, you throw in Petrangelo. Um, <clears throat> one of those two guys, and then you've got a very unique foreman. I, I agree with exactly what you said on the uh, Boston one, Vegas two. Like if you played any sports that get dupey at times, NHL doesn't get too like your lines won't get too duplicated. But if it's perfect, if it's fifty k and it's Boston one fully correlated with uh, Vegas two, and you're not like you got to get weird at goalie, you got to get 
a punt defenseman that no one's going to be on something leaves out on the table. There's got to be something else there. You're trying to not split with 10 other people, a 50 K prize. While that would be good. It's just not the right play long-term as we know. Um, Burns 6,600 probably, man, it's either going to be him or Theodore. I think they're going to be my highest exposed defenseman. They're probably both going to be right up there in the top three for me. I love Shea at this price, 5,900. I also like Petrangelo. I think their ownership is going to be closer than what we have it projected as right now between Theodore and Petrangelo, but either one are great options uh, at five on five. And then maybe you get the Alec Martinez game at, you know, 1% at 5,300. So he's another guy I think you can one off. Um, yeah, real tough spot for the Sharks if we think, the, like, if the line matching goes as what we think. And then you got some heavy, heavy chalk on Vegas 2. Vegas 1, it's not like they're going to be unowned either. So maybe another spot where you can Josh stack against uh, your goalie, play a bunch of Vegas Knights against Marty Jones and the Sharks, try to capture a bunch of goals and end up with a unique lineup. I think that's another really good strategy here on a short-ish slate. Anything else here or on the rest of the slate you want to mention? Who's your dog bark play of the night? We, we got one early, uh, but we haven't gotten one since. I think they, they were a little hesitant on Anaheim 3, kind of liked them, and Colorado 1. So I haven't heard anything from the dogs besides that. So who's, who's your hat trick play, your, your dog barking play of the day? Ozzy, you like Vegas? Yes. <laughs> All right. There we go. Vegas, I like, I like Colorado Josh stack. I think – um, I got the double bark for that as well. So yeah, yeah. So some sort of Colorado PP one, Colorado Josh stack. We haven't had a, a massive McKinnon game. I feel like there needs to be one coming up here at some point. So that's where I'll go. Um, projections, ownership, top stacks. That'll all be updated as uh, the night goes on. Um, feel free to drop any questions that you have uh, in my Twitter DMs. They are open. Uh, most of you are very nice to me all the time, but uh, if you message me, you know, close to lock, I might not get to it until after lock. So feel free to hit me up with questions. If you got questions about memberships or uh, questions about Josh's dogs, you can also DM him. I think his are open as well. Um, what, what do you got, Josh? So like the, the one thing I'd say about this, this slate in general, especially if you're new, you're coming over from NBA and you have no idea what we were talking about. I think you got to go watch that video with Osimo, Alex Baker and Jake. They break it down pretty easily and that will help decode what we were saying today. So I think that is a valuable resource. Yeah. Go check that out completely free. And uh, you know, we definitely sell some of the products because you know, we're not working for free here. We're trying to get you to sign up, obviously. But, oh, uh, yeah, go check out that video. I think you're going to learn some of the basics, maybe some lineup building tips that you might not have thought of if you haven't played a lot of NHL DFS. Good luck tonight, everybody. It will be Cliffy and myself breaking it down tomorrow. Same time. We've got a nice slate tomorrow. Hopefully some massive contests as well. And uh, we'll see you then. Good luck this evening. Good luck. The dog did not want to be picked up. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.